Previously on the Adventure Zone, you walk out of the hangar um, and see that you are surrounded by dome-shaped buildings, these uh, Epcot ball-esque buildings. Uh, you, you three step onto the elevator, and you actually hear uh, the, the doors to this dome open up once more, and you hear a guy go, Oh, can you hold the elevator, please? Uh, my name is Johan. Ah. Okay. I'm like the greatest violinist basically ever. I tickle him. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. The room that opens up is very dark, save for a tank in the middle. And something is in there. You you can you can sort of make out the shadow of something. Um, he walks the three of you over to a spigot on the side of this tank and takes out three files. Magnus okay. drinks the vial. Okay. Of course he does. Ma- okay. Uh, with each passing second you remember more and more. You you remember the black spider asking you if you were members of the Bureau of Balance. You remember months and months and years beyond that. You remember just this carnage and conflict that seems too enormous for you to have possibly uh, forgotten. We call it the void fish. Whatever information you give it stops existing unless you've, you know, been been inoculated and and drank Drank from the tank is what we say. Who's in charge here? Uh, that's the director. Um, now, now that you guys have been inoculated, she'll probably want to see you. Could you take us to her? I'm not like the valet here. I'm the gamekeeper. <laughs> but I, I can... sleep in five bucks. Oh, oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> can our heroes survive a most treacherous job interview? I see myself in five years in the Adventure Zone. The three of you are uh, received at the elevator by another guard who uh, walks you into the the largest and uh, grandest dome on the campus. Uh, You enter into a foyer. It's it's. Do we need to wipe our feet or anything? uh, You you are asked to remove your shoes. No, you're you're fine. Um, uh, A magic enchantment has dirt proofed. The uh, the floor of this this place truly is magical. Um, you you uh, you three are uh, welcomed into this uh, uh, chamber. It almost kind of seems like a, a throne room a little hey, bit. Hey, Ditto, I, we probably should have asked this earlier, but throughout all of this, and like since we got here, what's the vibe been like? Has it been like? Are we getting like weird glances as we walk through? Are people no. seeming suspicious? No, um, people don't really seem to give you a time of day. Um, uh, there are you've seen um, a few dozen people since you've been up here. Most of them have wearing. Have we not been here before? Uh, no, no, you've never been here before. Um, God, I'm going to have to do that a lot, aren't I? Now that I've written well, in this Bureau of Balance. I mean, we we're part of this Bureau of Balance. Well, I you, just thought you're this not was the headquarters. You, uh, you, oh, we you, remembered her saying "Bureau of Balance." Ah, we couldn't hear her saying exactly. it earlier. Exactly. You uh, walk down sort of the uh, carpeted runway to the uh, throne portion of the throne room. God, I'm talking good today. 
Wow. You're standing at sort of the edge of the uh, of a dais that the, uh, the, uh, the throne is sitting upon and sitting upon the throne upon the dais. Should we just cancel the podcast? Because I'm apparently incapable of <laughs> stringing sentences together. Let me uh, give you a musical break. It's a dais. It's a dais. <laughs> it's a dais. Take it. Um, I'm going to take my jacket off, actually, because I'm getting sweaty. Yeah, that, that, was that was the issue. Yeah, he yeah. needs to streamline it. Isn't it a dais? It is a dais, but it's he's a on dais. a roll. Okay. That's is when it? the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. What? It's from Animal House way before your time. Wow. Okay. Somebody out there will get that. Old people. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, if they're not 18 to 34, I I got nothing for them. (laughs) Sitting upon the throne on top of this fancy-ass platform. This shit looks tight. uh, Is a a human woman in her, you would say about her 50s, um, who is Mm. dressed in a uh, very ornate blue and white robe holding um, a a white oak staff um, that is actually fairly plain. It doesn't really match her um, decorated uh, outfit. And she says, uh, now i got to do another voice. Welcome, the three of you, to the Bureau of Balance. Uh, It's a pleasure to have you. I've I've heard a lot of great things about your performance from Killian. before we go any further, I'm I'm going to need you to hand over the gauntlet so we can destroy it promptly. Really? Hmm. But it's our gauntlet. Well, you see, that's kind of the business we're in. Where you know we kind of get stuff, and then people pay us for it. So. Oh, you'll be paid. Yeah. You'll be you will be paid um, very very handsomely. Um, that's she, the kind of thing people say. If by paying us, they're going to kill us. Uh, and she says, uh, "No, that's not how the bureau operates." Uh, give me, give me a moment. And she claps her hands and yells, "Davenport, Davenport!" <laughs> He's sitting on a couch. Um, and a uh, a gnomish man walks out, very finely dressed, very very nice garb. Uh, walks out holding uh, a tray with a uh, coin purse sitting on it, and say, uh, uh, "The director says, uh, pay them in Davenport, pay them in their money uh, for a, for a good day's work." Well, it was it was more like a ten day, but it, it was a lot of days. Uh, go, go ahead and give them their payment, and he says, uh, "Right away," and uh, walks over to the three of you and holds up the tray with the coin purse uh, on it. Okay, I grab his coin purse. Good. Anybody but Taco. Um, what, and, uh, excuse me, madam, what is your name? That's actually classified, but... Then how uh, should we address you? Uh, the director is fine. Uh, uh director. We're or madam, happy. Direc- madam director is madam, also. Uh, madam director. Lady what? director. Shut up. Nope. I'm happy to destroy the gauntlet. I would yes. like to be present while it is destroyed so that I can confirm. Oh, y- yes, I, I, I imagine you would. It'll be quite spectacular. Um, and it makes him horny. <laughs> That, what, that's between me and my god. He destroyed. A stiff wind makes him horny. That is not true. <laughs> Can we watch while you hurl it into the fires of Mount Doom? Uh, if only it were so simple. It's taken us actually quite some time to develop anything capable of destroying something quite so powerful. Um, well, but... listen, listen. I, I'm, I'm but a simple idiot wizard. 
Um, could you tell oh, us a don't, bit don't about sell, your... Don't sell yourself short. No, he's not. It's very accurate. I'm, no, I, I appreciate it, but I am comfortable with where I'm at. I'm, I'm just standing in my truth here. Listen, could you uh, tell us a bit about your organization before we just hand it over? It's really <laughs> scary, and it makes ouchies. <laughs> when you touch it, I mean ouchies. When, when you touch the organization... Gauntlet, it's at ouchies. I see. <laughs> remember, remember Fandolin? You're the three who conquered Magic Brian and claimed the gauntlet, yes? That was... Remember Fandolin? Yeah, yeah, sadly, I do, I do remember Fandolin. Lucky, that's lucky for you. <laughs> Treasure that memory. We, we know what's happened to Fandolin. We've been tracking the three of you. No, but we think it's burnt. Uh, the gauntlet burnt it. Uh, Madam Director, we're more than we appear, we promise. Just answer his question. Tell us a little bit about the organization. Then tea. we'll do the gauntlet destroying, have some tea, a nice um, oolong. You think just because yeah, we, I'm a woman who is in her mid-50s that I enjoy drinking tea? No, I love tea. That was for me. I don't care if you have any. Okay. Um, Did you get my Animal House joke earlier? <laughs> <laughs> the the Bureau of Balance um, has a, a singular purpose, uh, and that is to collect and destroy uh, certain, uh, let's call them weapons of mass destruction. Uh, I guess you could call us a sort of disarmament organization who is tasked with uh, making the world safer by destroying the things that threaten it, namely uh, powerful artifacts like mm-hmm. the gauntlet that you have in your possession right now. Gotcha. Uh, Sounds good to me. Yeah, I'm I mean, pretty solid. One of the, uh, there are two big burly guards sort of standing on the dais uh, in front of the director. One of them uh, walks into uh, a, a room, uh, walks through a door behind the, uh, wall where the throne is positioned and uh, comes out carrying a, uh, a a cart with a heavy sort of iron sphere, uh, a heavy perhaps lead sphere with a sort of glass window uh, on it, a circular glass window uh, that he pops open and uh, asks you to plop that gauntlet, plop that bad boy right in there, um, he says. Could you do a voice okay. for him, please? Plop that bad boy right in there. <laughs> Dinosaurs. <laughs> I, I'd, pop, I'd pop the bad it's boy It's in, in there. Okay, he shuts it and uh, draws a curtain on one side of the room, uh, which reveals sort of a uh, a large window overlooking a enormous chamber. Sort of uh, imagine the, uh, oh shit, what's it called in X-Men? Cerebro? Cerebro. Cerebro. Yeah. Uh, sort of imagine like the Cerebro Chamber from X-Men. Uh, he wheels the cart inside, lifts up this heavy ball with the gauntlet inside of it, sets it on the floor, uh, walks out of the room. Uh, the director takes her staff, walks to the window, uh, invites you guys to sort of watch from this uh, uh, viewing viewing window. Sort of like uh, those, those rooms that they have over uh, like surgery operating rooms. Uh-huh. Right. Um, uh, she taps her staff on the glass and suddenly the ball starts to float in the air and these bright pillars of light begin to shoot out of the walls of this chamber uh stabbing through the the iron sphere uh and it's very very bright this this production goes on for uh uh for a minute or so and then all of a sudden the pillars disappear the ball very slowly floats down to the floor of the chamber uh the same guard 
walks in, grabs it, puts it back on the cart, wheels it back in. Does he do kind of like a, ooh, hot, hot, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> he he's, wearing two, he's wearing two fantasy oven mitts, and he picks it up and puts it back on the cart. Watch uh, it, hot sphere, hot sphere. Ooh. Wheels it out and says, uh, uh, that's a one spicy meatball. And then he <laughs> cracks open the, the, uh, the glass door on the sphere, and it is empty. Oh, that dipshit said spicy. What's up, counting no! it? Spicy! Damn it, that wasn't supposed to happen until the next adventure. Okay, no, yeah, I said it. you also said meat. Oh, I had, shit! I had, I had ground, actually had ground meat from No, the, we only had ground. I had ground, well, oh, I understand grinding. Spicy meat! Oh, uh, spicy meat! <sighs> yep! <laughs> Can you give me a full rundown? Because I'm, I'm going to have to, like, oh, man. I got it. Spicy ground. I'm gonna have to invent a different monster that can erase people's memories, so I can take some of your taco discoveries. Sour cream. Taking this away from us. Sour cream. We got sour cream, spicy meat, and a word cheese. But we don't cheese. I don't know what that means, and I understand grinding. He says, uh, (laughs) "I just fucked up." Uh, yeah, there's there's nothing in the chamber, and uh, the director looks very pleased, and she says, uh, "Okay, payment upon." uh, Upon uh, obliteration, I I suppose, and uh, Davenport hands over the tray with the uh, sack of money on it. Uh, inside, you find six hundred gold pieces, a uh, a small fortune um, for the three. I'm never allowed to buy anything. I'm sorry. How much? We keep trying to get gold. Six hundred. Uh, this after this uh, after this adventure, you will be able to spend your money however you see fit. So, um, how much do we have now? A lot. Uh, I have six hundred. Yeah, you you all have, have like you all have thousand and thousand thirty. You have a thousand and thirty. Yeah, Th- that math ain't right. We'll figure it out after. We'll we'll fix it in post. We're rich. Um, the director says uh, she looks over the moon. She is extremely happy. She is she is or uh, inside the moon. That's when the podcast falls. She says, um, that gauntlet you just destroyed is responsible for some of the worst atrocities our world has ever known. Cool. Yeah. The three of you (laughs) should be very, very proud of yourselves. Do you know anything about this umbrella? She looks it over and she says, um, no, but uh, our artificer might. I can send you his way after. um, after Yeah, just give me his contact info. Yeah, I'll 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 LinkedIn recommend you to him. Um, uh, the Phoenix Fire Gauntlet, she says, is a very special, extremely powerful magic item. It is uh, a weapon that was created by a band of of wizards and warlocks and other magic users who refuse to limit themselves. They refuse to rein in their their experimentation, uh, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, and that resulted in the creation of what we call the Grand Relics. There are seven of them in the world. Six. Now there are six. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, I, this is the first. We've, we've searched for so long for these relics. Our entire organization's sole purpose is to find these relics. Wait and, a minute. And the I three need to clarify you. something. Just yes. so I'm clear. Your whole organization that lives in a moon, so far the score is zero. <laughs> no, no, that was us. That was us. We, 
Oh, yeah. I couldn't get out of a jizz cave without <laughs> nearly dying, and we we destroyed one. Two assertions. First, don't sell yourself short. I think the three of you are capable of a lot more. Uh, no, no, we no, can no, get I out of whole know. tunnels of jizz caves. <laughs> uh, second, uh, how long do you think we've been in operation? Sounds like about a half an hour. <laughs> You spent all your time on your moon base and didn't go looking for... I've been there. I know how this game is played. She says, uh, we, the the Bureau of Balance, as you now know us, uh, we have only been uh, in in operation for uh, a little less than a year now. Uh, what, what we do was not possible until we discovered the void fish. See... The war and the calamity and, and turmoil that the three of you now remember was a direct result of these relics. It, when, when these items were crafted and uh, word about their power spread, every kingdom in the land, every, every political organization, every mercenary guild, every religious community uh, founded their own attempts to claim them for their own and... and that contest for these relics led to a, a, a war the likes of which our world had never seen. And we, we simply couldn't do what we do now until that turmoil subsided. And the only way that we could force it to subside is to make everyone forget about the relics in the first place. That all seems pretty straightforward. It's pretty it's actually, textbook. It's actually incredibly... Uh, circuitous and uh, difficult to understand, but I'm I'm hoping the three of you are on board. Well, Taco, did you get that? Oh yeah, every word. Well, <laughs> sounds like you're offering us a gig. I would be happy to hire the three of you as. Do we get a license to kill? You don't. Um, we well, I mean, you can. You don't need one, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. You can just sort of do it. Um, we would be happy, actually, to hire the three of you on as uh, reclaimers. Uh, oh, the reclaimers? I would walk 500 <laughs> miles and I would love that track. More. Love that track. On board. Uh, yes. Um, you may, in fact, <laughs> Sunshine need... on Leith, right? You, did you just Google the proclaimers to think of other songs that they did? <laughs> no, that's the no, scary I, part. I had that on... He knew it. I know I had that on cassette, homie. <laughs> <laughs> She says, um, uh, let me explain. Our organization is made up of three main roles. We have seekers who look out for intelligence. Uh, Beaters and then keepers. We have snitch grabbers. What are they called? <laughs> They're called snitch grabbers. <laughs> you got it. Um, the seekers look out for any information that can aid in the finding of these relics, but they are forbidden from claiming them themselves. Uh, that is where you come in, the reclaimers. This is actually a very hard position for us to fill because most of the time, anybody who discovers one of the grand relics is unable to fight off the temptation to claim it for their own. Uh, the three of you have proven that you are capable of uh, avoiding that temptation, and so we would be happy to have you uh, as a part of, of that illustrious role. I just to be clear, I have proven that. Yeah. <laughs> I just put it in my backpack. Yeah, we keep him around. He's a, he's too stupid to give in to temptation. She says uh, that brings us to the third role, which we call the regulators. Um, anybody who goes a wall, if you will, anybody who uses any information 
gathered about the relics for their own whim. Anybody who uses a relic even once uh, will be hunted down and properly dealt with by the regulators. Super cool. Which one of these is Killian? Oh, uh, Killian is actually one of our star regulators. She was hunting down one of our wayward seekers, uh, whom you met also. Uh, you know him, I believe, as the Black Spider or Magic, Magic Brian. Brian. Magic mm-hmm. Brian. Brian. Yes. Yeah. We uh, killed him. Yes, that was uh, that was very kind of you. Thank you for doing that. You are uh, welcome. I killed, I killed him. It was a group effort. She says, uh, I will be happy to welcome the three of you on board the, the Bureau of Balance as reclaimers. Um, the only thing standing in the way is the test, um, if you wish to get your bracers. Oh, is it like written? Oh, well, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> it just had, well. had a good run. Can we have a proctor for taco? A procto? Uh, because of, because of taco's special good. magic abilities, he gets to take it untimed. Uh, she says, no, there's no, there's no written component. Um, sweet. Uh, all I need to know is between the three of you, she says, which of you is the smartest, which of you is the strongest, and which of you is the bravest? Um, I think that's Taco, all the above. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. What, what each of you must uh, claim one of those three titles, and I leave it to, uh, to you to decide among yourselves. I think that um, you've got a lot of street smarts. Yeah, thank, that's very that's very kind. Thanks. Uh, I'm not kidding myself. I think between Merle is sort of the smartest by default. Yeah, right? I, I would mean, say. I, so I would say Taco's the bravest, and and I'm the strongest. I'm cool with that. Unless you want to go yeah, for strength, yeah, because, and it's like strength of will and mind, and I'm brave. Either one of those is fine with me. Square root of thirty-seven. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep, super yep. cool. Go, no. Go, uh, go ahead and tell me what that is, Dad. <laughs> Point three three three. And you repeat the three. So quick question, Director. When you say strongest, do you mean like physically or like I cannot tell you anymore? This you're in the test now. You can. You just choose not to. Oh, you're so deep in the test, Jesus. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You are knee deep. Just the way you're standing is part of the test. You are knee deep in test town. (laughs) All right. uh, I am the smartest oh, my friend. Well, listen Taco to you. Are <laughs> <laughs> right, you guys? Well, la dee da. I'm the um. I'm the bravest. I'm the strongest. She says okay, and she taps her staff on the ground, and the three of you are unconscious. Super cool. How do we know? Good I'm question. You, we I wake know. up I'm unconscious. Telling you, I'm telling your Earth avatars that your <laughs> game bodies are now unconscious. Everybody, this is Griffin McElroy, your Dungeon Master for the Adventure Zone. Thank you very much for listening to Episode 8 uh, in our second adventure of the Adventure Zone, which we ended up titling Moonlighting, which is appropriate on several levels. I want to thank everybody who has been listening to and tweeting about and reviewing the show on iTunes. Uh, as always, we try to at least get one uh, NPC per episode that we name after somebody who tweeted about the show. This week, we went ahead and just did Drew Davenport because we we're going to have to do him sometime. That is, uh, of course, Davenport, the gnome butler, 
Um, a lot of people were hoping he would be shamanistic in nature, but uh, I had a hard time writing that into the story. Uh, thank you so much, Drew Davenport, for, well, everything. Uh, and thank you all for listening and, and tweeting about the show. We will have new characters uh, named after people in each new episode. So just use the zone the ZoneCast hashtag. That's the ZoneCast. Uh, and if we pick your tweet and you got a cool sound and name, we'll uh, toss you in the show. Also, thanks to everybody who sent in item suggestions. Uh, in the next episode, we already went shopping, but in the next episode, uh, our, our heroes go to Fantasy Costco for just some pretty amazing stuff that you guys came up with uh, and you guys sent in. So thank you all very much for that. If you want to submit an item, uh, just email us at adventurezonecast at gmail.com, um, and we will uh, we'll consider your item for... Uh, inclusion in Fantasy Costco. A lot of people were like, tortilla shells. I think I'll handle the taco distribution um, for the for the most part, but thank you for your email. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Uh, and seriously, thank you all for listening to the show and sharing it and being so incredibly sweet and supportive. Uh, we've had a really good launch, and we couldn't have done that without you. Uh, we've got the Max Fun Drive coming up, uh, which if you are if this is the first Maximum Fun show you listen to, it is our annual pledge drive uh, that we use to get money to help support and build the show and grow the network and come up with new shows like The Adventure Zone. The Adventure Zone would not exist if it wasn't for the 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 support that the Maximum Fund donors have given us over the years. Um, you all have been incredibly kind. We have some exciting stuff planned. We have a bonus episode that we just recorded uh, that is kind of a prequel to the Adventure Zone saga uh, that will be going out to donors that uh, we already recorded. And I absolutely love how it turned out. So you'll definitely want to hear that. We'll have more details uh, for you on Max Fun Drive soon, but it's going to kick off March 16th and run for two weeks. Uh, if, if you haven't listened to any other Maximum Fun shows, that's a great time to uh, tune in. Uh, because typically people are going to be bringing their A game. Uh, God knows we are certainly going to try to uh, when our episode drops in that two-week span. Donors don't only get uh, bonus episodes for every podcast on the network, which is like dozens of hours of entertainment. We have uh, Pledge Drive gifts, which we will be uh, outlining during the uh, during the, the fun drive. So uh, we'll make sure to let you guys know all about that stuff ahead of time. Um, and we hope that we can count on your support. Uh, that's it for me. Uh, I'm gonna let you guys get back to the show. Uh, sorry that dad's, that, that Merle's audio sounded kind of weird in the beginning part. Uh, we actually recorded this next bit, uh, later, uh, and we managed to get him hooked up with a better microphone. So he's going to sound better from this point on and hopefully like uh, throughout the fullness of time. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Enjoy the rest of the episode and we will see you again on Thursday, uh, March 12th, uh, where we will wrap up the Moonlighting Saga. Bye! The three of you awaken all at the same time, and... We're sleeping in the same bed. You're spooning... Oh, and you've never felt no. You are actually in three. You're in three different places. Um, uh, Taco, you awaken on the dusty floor of a circular arena. Um, There are several features to this arena. There are three gates, three large um, iron lattice gates, uh, all around the the circular arena. There's a giant stone pillar in the middle of the arena. Uh, and there is an alcove on the outside wall 
where uh, you can clearly see Merle. You know, it's hard to believe that Taco has woken up in weirder places. That is believe it or not. probably true. Uh, Merle, you are in this alcove about 20 feet up. Uh, you can clearly see the arena uh, and Taco inside of it. You are strapped in uh, very securely to a mounted cannon. Uh, this cannon is uh, large. You are at the helm of it, essentially, the, the firing controls of it. Uh, the cannon has uh, four rows of glass balls uh, uh, lining it, um, and there, uh, each of the first of those rows is filled with different colored fluid, um, and that is where you are. And you can also see a sky bridge uh, above the arena where you can see Magnus. Magnus, you are on the sky. I wave at him. You wave. Everybody's waving. Just sort of getting you do a quick uh, a quick Mrs. Doubtfire reference. <laughs> Hello, uh, puppets. Uh, Magnus, you are on this sky bridge. Uh, both of the exterior walls uh, running the span of the arena are made of glass, so you can mm-hmm. you can see everything. Uh, you Am are I nude? you are fully clothed. Everybody has uh, all of their equipment. Um, Magnus, could I be nude? You are right next to uh, one of the defining features of the Sky Bridge. Right in the center of it is a uh, metal pedestal, and on top of it is a big red button. Um, and on the outside span of this uh, uh, of this Sky Bridge, in either direction, is a large metal door. Uh, about uh, each one is about forty feet away from you. Um, so the span of the arena is about eighty feet. And how high off the ground am I? Like- you are, you're about 20 feet off the ground as well. Okay. Uh, suddenly you hear almost like an intercom kick in, and you hear the voice of the director who says, um, Welcome Just to- Just so we know, what, what, yes. kind of, what celebrity okay. would you compare her to? Uh, she is uh, an original creation of my own design, uh, trademark 2015 Griffin McElroy Adventure Productions. Uh, it's, uh, you've never heard a voice like hers before. It's dripping with gravitas. And sexuality. <laughs> nope, just gravitas. <laughs> eh, a little sexuality. If right? that's your thing, sure. If gravitas <laughs> gets you totally boned, awesome. But I don't want to, I don't necessarily need to hear about that. Um, you hear her say, welcome to the test of initiation. The point of this test is to balance the combatants that will soon enter the arena where Taco is currently in repose uh these foes are going to be far too strong for you to fight outright you will need to work together to ensure that they defeat one another as the consequences of allowing one too much power will be quite dire indeed uh merle you are strapped into a very special cannon which you will use to keep these monsters at equal footing each of the different potions that the cannon is equipped with will affect these uh, ogres in different ways. You have one that can heal, one that can hurt, one that can strengthen, and one that will draw the attention of the other two. You only have one of each of the different types of ammunition. You can fire two on each... Well, this is, that's more game talk. She wouldn't talk about the rules of the game. Um, <laughs> you only have one of each uh, of the different types of ammunition. Okay, so strengthen, weaken... You have healing, hurting... Strengthen and aggro, essentially. Um, you can fire two 
of those on each turn, or you can focus your fire and aim one shot, and you'll have advantage on on that roll. Does that make sense? Uh huh. Okay. Uh, uh, Taco, you are going to be in the arena with the ogres. Um, I would not recommend attempting to fight them. Certainly, you could try. Uh, all you are able to use any of your your magical tools in this test, uh, if you if you so choose. Uh, I would recommend not doing that because they're very big, very strong, as ogres typically are. Uh, your test will be to retrieve three gemstones from various parts of these ogres' person, and by doing so, you will grant Merle extra ammunition for the cannon, which will, in in turn, uh, help you pass this test. Um, each gem that you collect will grant one of each type of ammunition. Um, if you draw their ire, though, you will almost certainly perish, um, as many before you have. We have a very high turnover rate here at the Bureau, at the Bureau of Balance. Uh, to aid Maybe you in that's this why test, they haven't found any of the items before we got there. Yeah. Uh, to aid you in this test, you have a single potion of invisibility if shit gets crazy. <laughs> they said with the gravitas that she did. That, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Again, ooey, ooey, gooey, gravitas. Uh, Magnus, the chewiest gravitas you've ever heard. Magnus, you have been designated the strongest, and in this test, you will use your strength to protect your allies. You stand in the center of a sky bridge next to a, a button that, if pressed, will emit a shock to both Merle and Taka, which will incapacitate them for a short time. Uh, if any enemies who will approach from either side of the sky bridge... Bang press, his eyes the button. Press the button. <laughs> uh, if any enemies press that button, your friends will uh, be harmed and paralyzed temporarily. Um, so you will need to use your strength to protect that button at all costs. We're dead. Magnus gently brushes his finger over the button <laughs> and hums Johan's song. Uh... If the three of you understand the test fully, we can begin. Listen, you don't have the spare hours I would need to understand this test fully. <laughs> Get some shiny things off the monsters. Dig. Uh, you hear a... <laughs> you hear a... And Did we three, lose? The three, yes, instantly. The three gates uh, uh, slide open, uh, and entering the arena with uh, Taco are three ogres, there is a uh, blue ogre uh, who is kind of kind of puny as far as ogres go. Um, he's I mean, he's the gets, babyest ogre. He's the babyest ogre, yeah, certainly. And then the middlest ogre, a green ogre, walks out. Maybe a he's the um, handsomest. Uh, <laughs> maybe a hill ogre walks out. He is uh, larger than the blue, but smaller than the red ogre, the oldest ogre uh who exits from the other gate who is bigger and more badass than the other two handily um so you have a blue little one a green middle one and a red big one um they enter out into the battlefield they're 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 disarmed but i mean they have the arms that are very big that they can use for punching um and you get the sense that they could easily slaughter taco if they so choose um, we will start at the top of the order, which I have decided ahead of time, uh, or else this test would be impossible. Uh, Magnus, you go first, uh, on your turn before you begin the doors on either end of the hallway, uh, slide open and two, uh, automatons, two metallic golems enter in, uh, mm-hmm. from, from either side. 
but they have not taken any movement or done anything. Again, they both of them are about 40 feet away from you. And it is your turn. Okay. Okay, great. And just so I've got the lay of the land, Griffey, how wide is the, like, what are the dimensions of the... It's about six feet, about six feet wide by 80 feet long, the, the sky bridge is. Okay. And I'm at the center by the button. Uh-huh. I got one dude on either end, 40 mm-hmm. feet away. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm going to position myself um, so that I've got my shield in one hand and my axe in the other. Okay. And I'm going to put the shield on one side of the button, blocking it from one automaton, and stand with my axe on the other, and ready in action that whichever one gets there first is the one I'm going to attack. Okay, good idea. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, okay, so you sort of uh, stand with your arms splayed out, uh, just getting ready for for business. Uh, Next in the order is going to be Taco. Taco, you have these three... um, one of are the, they all facing me? Uh, you are in the center of the arena, so yes, at this moment they are all facing okay. you. You you, I, you sort of have your back to this uh, big pillar in the center of the arena. Do I have any of uh, are do any of them have gems immediately visible on their front halves that I can two, see? Clearly? Two of them do. Yes, the blue one has a gem fastened to his forehead. The uh, green one is wearing a gem uh, on a chain around his neck. The red one is actually the only one wearing clothes, but you cannot see. He, he's wearing uh, uh, some crude shorts and a uh, what looks like almost like a fisherman's vest uh, that is just full of pockets, like three three pockets on the left, three pockets on the right. Uh, but his gym is not immediately visible. Okay, I'm just. How far can I run away? <laughs> Your whatever your speed is. I mean, that's there's that's thirty feet. I'm just gonna run. Okay, like towards Away. towards the outside of the arena. Are they encircling me? Uh, yeah, sort of in a, in a manner of speaking. Yeah. Okay, I'll run. Um, I'll run between the red one and the blue one. Okay, towards towards the outside of the towards arena, the away from the middle. Outside of the arena, away from the middle. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to take any actions? Also, do you have any illusory magic? Uh, not much. A little bit. I mean, I can charm a person. They ain't people. No, ogres um, ain't people. You heard it here first, folks. Wow, Jesus Christ. Handle that. What if there are ogres listening to the show? Ogres can't uh, use iPods. They're too dumb. Do they seem to have a look like they're coming for me? Like, uh, uh, no, they, they, in fact, they haven't even noticed you yet. Um, groovy. Okay, then I'm not going to do anything. Let me gu- You guys let me know when you need ammo or whatever. But right now, I'm just running away from them and not getting killed. Yeah. That's probably a good call. Uh, start. Next in the order is Merle. Merle, uh, you got one of each type of ammunition, healing, hurting, strengthen, and angry. Okay, so if I throw angry, it just makes one of them... It makes the other people attack. target. And it makes the other people target the person you hit. All right, I'm going to cool. throw the aggro potion Okay. at the red ogre with the vest. Okay. Are you going to fire another potion this turn or do you want to focus your fire on this one, which will give you I advantage? Just, I just want to focus fire on that one. Okay. So you will roll uh, a d20 essentially right. um to aim this shot. Um and you want to beat a 10. Okay. Oh, good. 4. Okay. Well, you have advantage, so roll again. 8. Man. Did you accidentally use a D8 instead of a D20? <laughs> yeah, because I know that you do that sometimes. Wait, that, was, that actually was not the D. That's not the D20. That's not? No. Oh, daddy. D12. Ah. 
Oh. <laughs> Glad I checked. Okay. Right. Yeah, me too. Go, um, go ahead and roll the correct dice. Oh, uh, here you go. Wait, I'm going to... Ah, uh, okay. D20. 17! Yeah, okay, yeah. you nail him. Uh, he is he is coated in this red fluid. Um, and the red ogre is actually up next. He uh, spins He's been his, jammed. He spends his turn. He's been jammed. He spends his turn just sort of reeling from the situation. He's a little Thinking spooked. about his life decisions. <laughs> yeah, and, and also about how he's covered in uh, an indiscernible red fluid. Uh, the green ogre goes next and uh, is enraged, incensed, and goes to attack the red ogre, and he hits him for uh, 21 damage. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Stay away from them, Tago. Uh, the blue ogre is up next. He is also enraged and goes to attack the red ogre, and he attacks him for 14 damage. Whoa. Okay. Uh, he is not quite bloodied by that. Wow. Yeah, but he. Really? Yeah, but he. Uh, he definitely did not like taking those those big bad hits. Uh, with that, the red potion has sort of uh, disappeared, sort of uh, sloughed off of the big red ogre. He is clean, and we are back to the top of the order. Magnus. Uh, first of all, the, uh, the automatons. Move. The automatons are going to go now. Actually, I forgot. Okay. Uh, the automatons now go. Both of them uh, move in uh, about 30 feet. So they are both about 10 feet away from you and the button. Uh, and they both uh, hold up their arms and crossbows pop out. And they both fire a crossbow bolt at you. Uh, the one on the shield... We'll say the one on the shield end has disadvantage. Because you have, we'll say, partial cover from your shield. Excellent. Uh, so he rolled a 16 as his first roll. Against my armor? Yeah. Fail. And a 13. Fail. Failed. Okay. And the one on your axe end rolls a 22. That is a successful. Yeah. Uh, That is a successful hit. And he hits you for four damage. Four damage. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And we are back to the top of the order, which is Magnus. Griffy, just one last question before I decide what to do. As far as like construction goes, do they look pretty solid? Do they no, look kind no, of like C three P C three PO body armor? Which Star Wars droid do they most closely yeah. resemble? Good they're, they're 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 made of uh, like clockworks. They actually look very in, in, intricate and not like especially solidly built. Yeah, I'm gonna swing my axe a uh, one handed at the axe sided one, the one on my axe side. Okay, you're gonna have to move towards him though because he's ten feet away. And you got to be five feet from melee. Okay. Well, can I do half a move and then move back? Like, move, action, move? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can break up your movement. Okay, great. Then I'm going to step over to him and swing okay. my axe. Okay. Uh, that is 17? Yep, that'll do it. Great. Let me dig out my D8. <sighs> Gotta keep your D8 handy. I got a <laughs> D8 holster. Uh, five plus four, nine. Yeah, he shatters. He he just turns into gears and goes flying uh, down the hallway. Uh, as soon as he is destroyed, the door Ooh. on his end slides open and another automaton walks in. Oh, oh, who saw this coming? <laughs> okay, then um, I'm going to finish my move to move back over and hunker myself between the um, the button and the automaton. Okay. 
You have to make a hunker throw. No, that's uh, fine. I rolled a 17 hunker check. Okay, you're very hunkered. Uh, Taco, you're up next. Nice. Uh, what's the layout of these of these cats right now? R E me. Uh, you're you're on the opposite end of the arena uh, as they are. They all move towards the red ogre, so they're all sort of locked, uh, all sort of engaged in in punching. Um, although remember the the aggro potion has worn off, um, so you are on the other end of the arena as these three uh, are. I'd say you're about uh, not completely on the other end. You're about um, you're about fifty feet away. Okay, well, this seems to be going pretty well for me. Uh, so he is, let me, so I'm clear, is he out of aggro potion at yep, this point? he is out. Okay, well, that probably is in the pocket of the, can I see the color of any of the gems? They're all the same color. Uh, the, the director's instructions may have been uh, obtuse, but for each one that you get. Somebody needs to talk to her. <laughs> for each one that you get. Uh, off off these ogres, uh, Merle gets one of each type of potion. Oh wow, that's pretty good. But man, I'm not director should have explained that. She did. I'm you not, just weren't paying attention. I'm not gonna risk it until she gets until until he needs it. So there's a director. I'm just gonna keep. Can I see any of the gems from where? Yeah, I'm at. You can see the blue one on his forehead, and you can see the green one on a chain around his neck. All right. You know what? I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to try Mage Hand. Okay. <laughs> on the one on his forehead. Okay. Uh, you cast out a spectral hand. Um, you give him a big thumbs up, maybe, on the way. Um, <laughs> and effortlessly pluck the gym off the blue ogre's forehead. Uh, as soon as it's removed from his uh, body, it disintegrates. And Merle, uh, suddenly the glass pods uh, fill up. Uh, another row. So now you have two of each potion, uh, except for the aggro potion, which you only have one. Excellent. Uh, did next- the um, ogre with the remove potion seem upset at all that he lost his? Yeah, gym? did he notice? He reached up and touched. <laughs> he touched his forehead, and you heard him go. A single tear rolled down his. Chin. You heard him go. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> no. Uh, next in the order is uh, Merle. What you shooting? I want to fire a uh, hurting potion. Okay. At my friend in red. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, are you going to just focus fire on that one, or are you going to fire another yep. one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you are firing a, a an acid potion at them. Okay. Like an LSD potion? Yeah. 18. 18 is definitely a hit. You are going to roll 2d10 plus 10. Now, wait, hold on. He has advantage, so he should roll again to see if he, like, hits critical. It's not going to matter. It's not an attack. Well, then what's the point, Griffin, of any of this? I quit. <laughs> It's all just (laughs) make-believe. Wait a minute, none of this is real. (laughs) What fantasy world have you trapped me in, you sorcerer? Okay, 21 plus 10 is 31. No, 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 21. Just 21. 21 is... You had to add 10. 2d10, so you got 6, 5, and then add 10, so 21. Okay, 21. He is definitely bloodied now. Yeah, he is... uh, He looks like shit. He looks really, really bad. In fact, it looks like a a stiff wind can push him over. Um... The red one is uh, very badly wounded, very, very hurt. He is going to actually run towards Taco. uh, And for a moment, you get petrified that he's going to come and smash you. uh, When actually he is... Let him try. He actually runs uh, behind the stone pillar and uh, and starts hiding. He is hiding behind the stone pillar from the other two ogres. The red one, the the very, very badly injured one. That's kind of cute. The green and blue ones uh, just sort of wail on each other. The green one attacks the blue one. 
rules. Now, why are they? Can I ask a question? Why are they attacking each other? Because he's uh, making a statement on geopolitical powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're, it's just they were the only targets, sort of in sight, and they're so they big angry it, ogres. Huh? Yeah, so they they went All for right. it. If you had been closer to them, things would have played out very differently. But you mm-hmm. you kept your distance. Let's hear uh, it for cowardice. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we reward here in the adventure zone. Cowardice works again. Uh, the green green one rolled a thirteen, which is insufficient. The blue one rolled a nineteen, which does hit and does does fourteen damage to the green to one, the, the middleest one. Okay, uh, everybody's favorite. Everybody's favorite. He is not bloodied though. Uh, next up is the uh, automatons. Uh, Travis, you have blocked the path of the one that was closest to you, so he is just going to uh, attack you while the other one approaches another 30 feet. Um, the one that attacks you rolls uh, a 14, which is not going to do it, I imagine. No, it is not. Okay. Uh, that is it. Uh, Magnus, you're back uh, top of the order. You got one right next to the button, right next to you, and one 10 feet away. Okay, great. Am I able... I don't know if I've ever done this maneuver before, but can I push God, people... it's a real short story every turn with Travis. Can I put... Uh, I'm really trying to think my way through takes this. You into, it's a whole little dirty, the whole one act he's got play over every turn. Am he I... Just swing his fucking axe at the <laughs> robot, hit him in his robot chest and kill him. I'm sorry, I was looking at the book. What, what's going on? Um, what's the motivation of this robot? Am I able to push people backwards? Or is that uh, is is that my move? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an action. Okay. If you if you were how far them, can I push people? You would do a strength test check with them. I think a, a strength contest. Mm-hmm. Um, not not especially far. I mean, these things have a, a movement of thirty feet. So you you you're not going to push them thirty feet. You're not goddamn he man. Okay, fair enough. I'm gonna hit him. Okay, the one right next to you. Ax- yeah, with my axe. Okay. Uh, seventeen put twenty three. Yes. Five plus four, nine. Yep. You shatter him. This uh, sky bridge is filling up with gears. Uh, as soon as you shatter him, the door uh, on his side slides open and another automaton steps out. Yeah. I'm going to move back over now to hunker in front of the other one. Okay. You re-hunkered? Yeah, I'm yeah. re-hunkering. You can only hunker once per day, and then you need to take a short rest. I did take a short rest while I was killing the other one. Did I guess I hunk- not say that? Uh, it was such child's play that it was actually relaxing to you to kill the other <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, Taco, you are up next. Uh, you are actually kind of close to the red one now, uh, who ran to hide behind the pillar. You're about uh, 15 feet away from him. Uh, Speak words of comfort to him. The other ones are still about 50 feet away from you. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do right now. Um, but let me see. Did Justin, Justin leave, the, leave room? the room? Yes. <clears throat> Sorry. That was my taco impression. I really thought that was... It wasn't bad. Carry a little more... Uh, yeah, I think he thought Travis's one act was going to go longer than it did. Fair enough. He's back. Cool. I'm going to run over to the Red Ogre. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna search his pockets. <laughs> okay, he's you're not dead. You're gonna, yeah, he's not dead. You're gonna have to like get up on him to do that. It's you said he's 15 feet away. I have 30 feet of movement. I want to move 15 feet up, search him, and then run away. Okay, yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> so what you're gonna have to do is make so you're, you're frisking him. Is what I'm you're frisking doing. him. Don't mind me, sir. <laughs> you're gonna have to make a. Um, if you're doing that, you can't see like which pocket he's got stuff in. So you're gonna have to make a sleight of hand check. Okay, ten. 
10. Um, no, you, you were unable to find the gym. Run away. Okay, you run 15 feet away from him. I, uh, I just want everyone to picture what just happened. Taco Basley just ran up, reached for it, Ogre swatted his hand away, and he ran back to the wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Merle, it's Taco. What do you want me to do? Fight him? No thanks. Merle, it's time to use your super soaker. All right. Um, you got a very, very badly injured red one. Um, don't sweat him. I'll kill him next round. <laughs> green one is a little bit worse for wear. Blue one is... Aces hasn't been hit. Okay, yet. how long do these potions last? Uh, just one turn. One complete turn all the way around. Yeah. I want to. Can I fire a potion at Taco? Yes. I'm going to fire one of my strengthen potions at Taco. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Is this the only potion you're firing, or are you going to fire another one as well? Um. You know what? I think I'll fire. In addition to that, I will fire one of my aggro potions at Taco. At, <laughs> at, at the blue one. Okay. At the blue one. All right. So All right. first, roll the strength and potion at Taco, which I love. That would be a nine. Uh, a nine is just barely unsuccessful. So we'll say it sort of landed at his feet and splashed up uh, on him a little bit. Um, ah. So, yeah, we'll say that, uh, Taco, on your next turn, you'll do uh, double damage. Okay, great. If, if you right. should choose to, to exercise that to, option. Now, do I have to roll the other one? Yep. For the aggro? 16. Yep, that did it. Uh, the blue one is now coated in aggro juice. Uh, that is it for Merle's turn. Uh, the red one uh, escapes from his cowardice. He, uh, find, he is emboldened. Uh, to attack the blue one, which is very fortunate because he was about to take Taco to to Stanktown. <laughs> I uh, appreciate that. He uh, charges the blue one and attacks him. Ooh, goddamn. And he hits him for 28 points of damage, which... Shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, which... That was the red one? Yeah, the red one just attacked wow. the blue one. Uh, the red hey, one is the biggest... How about to pick that one's pocket anymore? The biggest, strongest one. Uh, that takes the blue one way past bloodied, very, very, very seriously hurt. Uh, the green one then attacks him and crits. That is going to be 4d8 plus 8, which I won't even bother rolling because it definitely, definitely kills the blue ogre. The blue ogre goes falling to the ground dead. Uh, and that is it. Uh, for that round, uh, uh, one of the automatons that just entered the room moves. It's down 10 feet away from the pedestal. Um, I forget where the, uh, the other one, um, is going to try to slip by you. Uh, but, but you're going to make, you're going to make an opportunity attack against him. Um, because he is moving by you. Uh, I don't know if you've had one of these happen before, but if you ever disengage with an enemy that you are like in melee range of, then they get to make mm-hmm. an opportunity attack against you. So uh, t- t- go ahead and do that, uh, Magnus. Try- okay, yeah, he does not succeed in his maneuver. Go ahead and roll damage. That's because I hunkered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's going to be full damage, 12. Yeah, uh, he is destroyed. So he was maybe a little overeager there. Um <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the door on his side slides open. Another automaton steps out. Magnus, well, it, it. Is n- it is now your Are turn. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. 
Tell me about the doors on either end. Uh, they are very, very heavy metal um, industrial strength doors. Got it. I'm going to move over to the uh, other automaton that's 10 feet away from the button. Okay. And I am, uh, I'm going to grab its hands. Okay. Dance with it. Well, you basically, grab- I'm going to... Ind- Gollum, paint your picture. I'm trying to... <laughs> about how it's going to be. But now I should know better. The attacks are never free. All right. Tell me all about our little cabin by the orcs. Well, it takes a star. Gollum, you could always sell any dream to me. Okay. Talk I'm, like what I'm trying to do. What we've ever I'm, had on the show. I want to I disable its hands without disabling the whole automaton. You want to disable its hands without disabling its heart? Okay. Yep. Uh, you're going to try and rip this thing's arms off, essentially. Yes. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a... We'll do a strength contest. This thing's going to resist having its goddamn arms ripped off. <laughs> at the last second, it looks at him like Wally. I rolled a six. Big. I rolled a seven. Okay. <laughs> rip! I got it. It's brutal. It's like that scene in Saving Private Ryan where he's just slowly burying the knife in the no, guy. No. It's just like... Because you clockwork. You just barely rip beat him in the string contest, which means you very, very slowly tear his arms off. <laughs> While looking in his cold dead robot days. eyes. Uh what are you what are you gonna do with his arms? What are you gonna do with his arms? <laughs> yeah, in his pocket? I don't know. Okay, you, you it, your pockets are not big enough for two okay. robot arms. I throw them back down the hallway. <laughs> Okay, uh, you throw the robot arms, robot arms down the hallway. Uh, Is there another robot seeing this? <laughs> uh, you, and you still have, and the other robot moves uh, to yeah. to the ten foot oh, mark. Man. I'm gonna it's move back going. over to hunker between that robot and the button. <laughs> okay, uh, that's it for your bizarre turn, uh, Taco. You are up next. I like can't take an action because I've just been watching this thing unfold. I thought I knew him. <laughs> he is an animal. Uh, okay, so status update. You Blue's are you are dead. very strong. Uh, Blue is dead. Green is not quite bloodied. Red is pretty bloodied. Okay. Uh, You're really strong. I'm not. I mean, I do double damage with my short sword, so it's like not. Great. Or your the spells of the sword. It's your the damage you do. Yeah, wait, you, you are not. You not, are not just strengthened. You are energized. You are potent in every way. Oh, okay. All right. I'm gonna fire up a magic missile then. Oh. Give everybody a slice. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, how are you distributing these these missiles? I'm gonna send all of them at the green one. At the green one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, th- I mean. I don't want to kill the red one because then it's just like me and Greeno. Yep. But I think I can like drop him down. Pretty good call. Okay. Thanks. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. How did we decide how you do this? Are you rolling? Do you roll one damage and it counts for all of them? Or yes, that's what we've been doing just for like straight. Yeah. Okay. Just that's to fine. Expedite things. Jeez, I need more rolling room. Okay, that's a four, five. Five, five, so times... Five damage per, so 15. So 15 times two is 30. Whoa. Right. You cast out magic missiles the size of goddamn torpedoes. 
you you cast out these gigantic these bolts are bigger than you are uh and they go barreling out of suck on these dipshit the edge of your wand and uh blast the green one who is now severely severely bloodied perfect but not dead excellent. but not dead excellent uh excellent. and that is it for taco's turn merle uh you are up you got bloodied red and a bloodied green one uh, you have just an update. You have no aggro potions. Right. You have two healing potions. You have uh, one hurting potion and one strengthen potion. I am going to cast a hurting potion at red. Let's get rid of red. Okay. Well, um, wait, hold on. Isn't green the one that's super low? They're both pretty they're low. Both oh, okay. really low, yeah. Are you going to focus or are you going to fire two? Could you pass a hurting and I'm gonna, one at both? And I'm going to pass... And I pass a healing. I'm going to try hitting... Well, no, he doesn't need healing. No, I'm good. No, I'm just going to cast the one hurting. Okay. Does he have two hurtings or one? Just one. Okay. I only have one hurting, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm casting the hurting. 20. 20, yes, definitely. Uh, So that's 2d10 plus 10. That's 9. 18. 18. 28. That is a very good hit. You blast the red one uh, who... Uh, locks up stiff and falls over dead. Yay! Hooray! Uh, leaving just the green ogre uh, cool, alone. What I shot with magic with missiles. Nobody to attack alone the in the uh, in the taco. arena with Taco. Uh, cool day. The for me. green one charges at Taco and swings a open-handed slap at you. Taco uh, ducks. He runs away. It's okay. <laughs> he rolls a nineteen. Okay. And that is going to be two, one. Uh, that is eleven points of damage. Okay. Oh, no. Who? Well, uh, way worse. Taco, as he uh, slaps you, you go flying back um, oh. uh, about uh, fifteen feet uh, and land on the ground on top of your wand, which s- which snaps beneath you. Oh. Nerds. What? This happens. Uh, so you are disarmed. Wait, did you say wand? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. What did you think I said? Wang. That's a completely different mouth sound. <laughs> you're telling me. Uh, Taka, you're also prone. But your wang's okay. But your wang, wang is fine. Wang is fine. Yeah. Quick wang check. Uh, what does that take you to do a wang check? What does that take you down to, Taka? Three. <laughs> okay. Uh, top of the order is the automatons. Uh, Travis, down the hallway, you see the two arms uh, slowly start crawling their way towards you in the middle, yeah. uh, independently. Um, the one, where are you hunkered? Uh, between the armed one and the button. Okay. The uh, armed one uh, is going to walk uh, towards you and try and do the same sneak, sneak by you maneuver. So go ahead and make an opportunity attack. Um, it's only an 11. That's not going to do it. He manages to get by you and slaps the button, which, uh, electrifies and paralyzes Taco and Merle, uh, who are unable to act on this turn. Uh, but Magnus, Magnus, it is now your turn. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to slam into the glass wall. Okay. With my axe two handed. Are you going to 
try and go through it, or yes. are you just trying to? I'm trying. So you're to doing go sort of like a charge. The ground. Okay. So you're doing sort of a charge motion then. Correct. Okay. Uh, go ahead and attack the glass then. That is a twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yes. That that is sufficient. You uh, blast through the glass, um, which comes raining down. Um, uh, not on top of anybody, which is fortunate because it's a uh, it's pretty thick glass. Could probably do some damage, and you're going down with it, right? Correct. Okay, you're going to take some falling damage. Don't I, what I what wouldn't I roll a dexterity saving throw to see if I do an awesome maneuver? Uh, I'll let you do that to uh, try and mitigate some of this damage, but you're, you're falling <laughs> two stories, so you're going to take some goddamn damage. Um, Tony Jaw. 14. 14? Okay, yeah, we'll say you take half damage. Uh, that is going to be 2d10. What? For 20 feet? Yeah. Ten, 1d10 for every, every 10 That's feet. That's not that far, Griffey. I think that, uh, maybe 1d10. Four. Maybe 1 Plus five, nine, or round that down to five, you take five damage for falling. And you are on ground level. Great. Um, action surge. Do what now? I'm going to action surge. Huh? What to the what? And attack the red one. Red one's dead, so you hack at his dead corpse. Way to pay attention. (laughs) Attack attack the green one. Uh, Okay, yeah, you landed relatively uh, close to him, and you still have some movement since falling. I don't think technically counts as movement. Uh, so you get right up on him and attack uh, four. Two-handed battle axe. Oh, you're going double-handed. Yeah, that's going to be 22. 22, yeah. And then a D10 plus four. I felt really guilty about paralyzing Taco. And he's sitting there with, like, drool coming out of the side yeah. of his mouth. <laughs> My face is frozen uh, in the expression of a man who just realized that his wand broke. <laughs> so it's pretty. It's pretty sad. But, the, uh, but his also, Wang is intact. His Wang is intact, and also layered on that a third layer of residual horror at watching you rip a poor robot's arms off. <laughs> I'm still like dealing with that in my head. I'm locked in a prison. Well, we can also still hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the distance, there's a whine of of a dying robot. Um, I did ten ten points of damage. Ten points of damage. Okay, not enough to kill him. <laughs> but enough to draw his attention. Yes, in fact, you did. And he goes next and uh, immediately returns fire. Uh, and Why does he get another turn already? Because uh, you guys are paralyzed. Oh. He rolled a 19. That's going to hit. And he is going to hit you for uh, 15 points of damage. Ooh. I'm sorry, what? 15 <laughs> points of damage. Okay. Uh, to kill me. Oh, <laughs> so really? There, Griffin, your plans failed. <laughs> uh, he knocks you across the arena, though, um, and you are you go prone. Oh, um, I forgot to hunker. Damn he it. did not hunker. He knocks you uh, about uh, 20 feet back, and you land on your tummy. And broke your wang. Broke your wang. Uh... Next in the order is the automatons who jump out of the uh, broken glass window seeking vengeance for Magnus um, and <laughs> shatter instantly as soon as they hit the ground. Uh, so next in the order is uh, Magnus again. Just just lay there, pal. Just 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 lay there. If, are you not I... are you not unconscious? No, I have four points left. Okay, 
I am going to uh, – well, I'm prone, right? Yeah, standing up is half your movement. I'm going to stand up. Okay. I'm going to walk to five feet of the ogre. Okay. And I'm going to point at Merle. <laughs> okay. As if it's to say, you got me, right? Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, that's your turn. Taco, it's your turn. Oh, and I'm going to hunker. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go ahead and... How far away am I from this? Uh... Well, you have to stand up first. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to be the same distance from him, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, I stand up. Uh, as you stand up, something <laughs> in your pack begins to rattle feverishly. It's a robot arm! Get out of there! Um, something, something in your bag is, is moving, and you can actually feel some warmth emanating from your bag. <laughs> okay, I look in the bag. What's in the, what's in the bag? Uh, you stick your hand in the bag, reach in, see, searching for this movement and this warmth, and it's a what you find, what you pull out is actually the umbrella that you found uh, oh, in shit. Wave Echo Cave. Okay. Um, and as you hold it, you feel magical energy just sort of pulsating from it. You feel you feel more powerful just holding your your umbrella. I'm gonna use magic missile. Okay. On this guy. You swing around, you point the umbrella at the uh damaged green ogre. Uh it opens up and deploys um and awaits your damage rolls. <laughs> Polite uh the two uh so I rolled a two, so it's, what is it, two? Two, three. one, yeah. three times three, uh, so which is nine. Uh, three silvery bolts emerge from the tip of your open umbrella uh, that all fly at him uh, and actually hits him for 12 damage instead of nine. Ooh. Uh, you blast him uh, again with magic missiles, um, and he locks up, goes stiff, and falls over backwards. And you hear boom, boom, boom come from the intercom. Uh, and the voice of the director says, that was uh, quite an unconventional way of, uh, of doing that. Uh, I particularly liked uh, when you ripped the arms off that poor helpless robot. <laughs> but congratulations, you have passed the test of initiation. Yeah! Woo! Baller. Party at my place. Griffin, can you say the part where you say we've solved your puzzle? You've solved you've solved my puzzle of robot arms <laughs> ripping. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, I'm Julie Sabatier, host of Rendered. It's a show about making meaning and breaking rules. We're answering important questions like, can you build a spacesuit in your living room? I went to my brother's place in Beaverton, and um, he has a swimming pool, and I pressurized the suit and sat down there underwater for about 10 minutes. The thing that I had built was supporting my life. That felt really good. 
What does it sound like when you play a polka record through a styrofoam cup? And what happens when an airport carpet gains a cult following? Oh my goodness, the carpet has an Instagram. Check out Rendered now at MaximumFun.org or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. 